Hello, everybody. This is Captain Sweep Ann. Yogi Shambu. And this is the Inside Scoop. And what you have here are two perspectives so different, so unique, that when they come together, they throttle your mind with a new way of seeing something that is actually going to build the new paradigm. So here we are. What is it? It's March 13th to 19th. Lots been going on. There's a war in the Ukraine. There's inflation going throughout the land like some disease that nobody's talking about. There are truckers trapped in a prison waiting to get out while trucks are being sold and prime ministers in my mind are going insane. Where did the truckers go that were traveling towards Washington, D.C.? What's happening in Copenhagen? What's happening around the world? There's only two people who really know how this all fits together. One is me, and the other is Yogi Shambhu. Mr. Shambhu, what do you think about this week? What is the most important thing that you want to point your finger to? We have digital IDs that are uh, rolling out the possibility of digital IDs, not just the possibilities, but the propositions of them. We have... Uh, we have a prime minister overseas who is making a whole bunch of declarations and we have a whole bunch of the um the larger figures in the world uh la really laughing at our prime minister saying you have no right you have no right to be uh, making your your grandiose uh, declarations of democracy, and uh, and also uh, we have uh, truckers. We have a lot of truckers that are in D.C. and with a whole bunch of shenanigans. And the biggest thing is media blackout. No one is talking. No one is covering this. They seem to learn from the Canadian uh, convoy that uh, this is the way you deal with it. You just don't show it. I have a book, The Real Anthony Fauci. I think this is a book that everyone on the planet should actually have. We've gone through two years. We've gone through two years where we can now look at the evidence. We can look at the data. We can look at what occurred before we were in it, before we didn't know because we could not distinguish what was real from what was unreal based upon the corporate and the media and the government interpretation of reality. They said it was this way, according to certain projections, and then they did this, and then that affected this, and now two years later, boom, this guy. Do you know that he, Yogi, is the highest paid employee of the United States? And you know the budget he controls? This one man divvies out over $7 billion. $7 billion. And so all those people and all those institutions that get that money pay homage to him. Right? It's like they control trillions. They control so much money. And then they put it towards all these people that support their reality but deep down it's a juice all these people are getting rich we're getting wiped out the middle class is getting wiped out and a guy like this who should be in jail who should be probably lynched who's a who's a criminal and this book proves it and 
you know, I, I just wonder, like, from the average Canadian point of view, after two years, what do you think those people are who got vaccinated but didn't want to do it? And now, here we are. How do you how do you think they're feeling about what has occurred? There's something about trying to grapple with a decision that you've already made and how do you uh, feel comfortable with it over the long run? So we have a lot of new evidence coming up. We have the Canadian government has just launched their own VAERS, their own vaccine adverse uh, effect registry and uh, which is showing that there is something that is going on again we have more more side effects or more uh, adverse reactions than any other vaccine um, in history all of those vaccines put together in the first six months the first year now i guess of this and so there is enough evidence for people to be concerned and so so now people have the decision of leaning into that concern or actually comforting themselves with assuring uh, 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 propaganda or reports from uh, the larger, you know, from the establishment. And uh, I just want to say that I believe that the largest problem with science now is that scientific institutions require funding they require grants and so if the, it, 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 people are in a very difficult situation if you're a scientist it is that you you need the funding you can't isolate yourself from the funding and so what do you do do you actually go for stringent truth seeking the mindset, the practice of science is that you must be a doubter. You must always be looking and looking and looking to deconstruct your own, um, your own assertions and test it, test it, test it. Well, you're not going to have that if funding is involved. Funding is always at the, um, it, it's so oftentimes at the root of the undoing of the scientific method. And we can see that with how the Pfizer trials were uh, done even. Um, so much criticism. And so I'm super excited that you're diving into uh, the real Anthony Fauci. Um, there's over 1,200, I believe, uh, footnotes, references to peer-reviewed uh, papers, studies, reports. This is probably the most researched, referenced manual to come out in years. And so if people are calling it fake news, then they have to then justify why there is so much evidence that is backing it up. This is not just proclamation. This is reporting, which is so rarely done. This book, like you say, <laughs> it's, it doesn't, they, they need white space. It's like it is, it is, it's overwhelming, but I can give a few of the, the, the data points. Here's one. The CDC, for example, owns 57 vaccine patents and spends 4.9 of its $12 billion annual budget as of 2019 buying and distributing vaccines. So the CDC. 
you know, one of the most important organizations out there. And here, the FDA, the FDA receives 45% of its budget from the pharmaceutical industry. So here we have, you know, the most important organizations that almost in the world today and their money is linked to vaccines and their money is linked to the pharmaceutical industry for their very existence and why they are there. They're not off from everything in a true regulation and looking through to see what goes through and what's gonna work well. Pfizer and the FDA, their executives go back and forth. They, they work here and then they work here. And that's another way that the corporations and the governments are sort of so linked together and it's so obvious, but it's not put there with the corporate media because these are the reasons we have to question everything that we're seeing. These are the reasons. So they're not gonna put forward that narrative. They're not gonna put forward that information. But this book, right? Like if everybody read it, everyone went out there and read it, got their own copy and then decided, okay, after reading that, then reassess the last two years, reassess it. For people, what was that? Just that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has really had a um, a character assassination, you know, a smear campaign put out toward him. But all that they can say really is you're disseminating false news. And so they're just claims. And if you look at the character of this person, this person for his entire career has championed us as the people has championed against corporations opportunistically uh, ruining, spoiling this world. You know, he, the work that he's done to save the rivers in North America from the uh, mining companies, just dumping their heavy metals straight into the rivers killing countless rivers he has been the person that has been the most effective in actually launching true um court cases against also the uh vaccine uh manufacturers and has won this isn't someone who has just made a lot of noise and not won. He has won. And why has he won? Because when it comes down to it, when you're in a, a Supreme Court, you actually have the space to be able to have your arguments truly tested, truly weighed against the defense. And he has, uh, he is usually on the winning side of this, which is, is showing us a lot. And he is doing this not because this is an easy fight. He didn't want to get into vaccines, but he found once mothers came to him saying, there is something going on. You're concerned with heavy metals and children? Well, shall we look at why the aggregates, the, uh, the, the parts of the immune system that are being agitated by heavy metals being included uh, with the vaccines and what are the allergic reactions that are forming when and after you have a vaccine 
This is something, and again, you know, he does not say that he is anti-vaccine. He does take vaccines. He has taken vaccines throughout his life, but he is vaccine hesitant. And more accurately, he said he is for healthy or um, effective vaccines. And so you cannot slander. If there's one thing that people can take out of this conversation is, shall we stop the, the name calling? And shall we actually form a radar? Let's tune our radar into when people are just making blanket statements to shut people down and actually start looking into the facts. If you disagree with Rob, with Robert F. Kennedy, you know, or even someone like Joe Rogan, uh, do yourself and all of us a favor and actually take in the material and then form a decision. So, so that's, true. yeah. I mean, so true. Um, I'll, I'll just bring out some more facts from the mm -hmm. book. Um, and again, I, as I said to you before, that many of the things which were brought up, you have brought up. I've heard you say these things in our shows. And so I, I think that uh, uh, your radar is very good to pointing to these significant bits of data that tell us what the story is. So here, the average age of death from COVID in the UK was 82.4, which was above the average lifespan. So I know that you have brought that up. And that's you know, a huge uh, parameter limit of, you know, they use death. They use death, fear of death, as the most important point. And we, we have to protect ourselves from death. And the only way we can is with this vaccine. And, you know, all of the other um, methodologies were not allowed. Early diagnosis and giving a methodology was not allowed. It was taken out of the game. And that's something which he, in this book, which is one of the biggest points, is, is just like there were other solutions, but because of the Emergency Act, you can't have another solution if you're bringing the fast track for the, for the vaccine, right? So it's so important that they had to crush anything saying that the early procedures were working. And then all these doctors now around the world are saying these work. And then now we have the evidence. And so um, 58 million Americans are out of work. One third of teens and young, young adults reported worsening mental health during the pandemic. In 2020, workers lost 3.7 trillion while billionaires gained 3.9 trillion. 493 individuals became new billionaires and 8 million Americans dropped below the poverty line. 8 million people. And, you know, here we have this wave of devastation. We have all of this information saying what has happened because of lockdowns and because of all of these measures they brought in, based on data that was not true, brought in these measures that just basically took out our whole freaking civilization. Why? That's just a step. That's just a step. And what is the next step? The next step is digital ID. The next step is cashless society. The next step is 5G monitoring everything. These steps, if we don't see this step and everything that happened for what it is and what it was, we're not prepared for what's coming. 
And what's coming are stricter measures. And if we don't learn to fight, if we don't learn to defend ourselves, we don't learn how to win in law, in court. And that's why I think justice is so important that Canadians just have to learn how to win in court. And now from the millions, pound the government, pound the bureaucracy, beat the living crap out of these people with complaints and with litigation and with paperwork, because that is how they instill their false governance system on us through paperwork. And we have all these movies and there's always these guns and everyone's always shooting, but at the base of all of that, the way you win is you win in court and that's what justice did. And that's why he was so important as a guest last week. It seems that the skill of being an effective protester and the skill of being an effective representative in court both of these are they they work hand in hand because when you have um, a a protest that draws attention and draws the hearts of the people then you start to see that uh, the court can can be affected in that way and um and I am praying for strength, for clarity every single day now, because I feel myself very clearly when I'm zoning out, when I'm delaying, um, jumping in to some action that I need to, I'm becoming so aware of that and things are happening so quickly. And as you said, one thing is building upon another and this, this, this plan, it seems, is rolling out rather quickly. And I think that people are getting lost in the weeds of, of if, if people are meaning to do it. Well, let's not talk about what the, you know, if people are intending it and just look at what is the actual effect of this. If you shut down people's bank accounts, when it was legal to um, fund a movement after the fact and no one actually box at that you know the average canadian is going oh well yeah that's crazy that that happened but oh well let's go watch you know euphoria or something like that Um, that's a tv show i'm not i'm not sure if you know but um then we are we are giving them the sign that they can just move on to the next step because we're not pushing back. And we have to look at if you are there going, well, thank God we're not Russia. Thank God we're not, you know, Saudi Arabia. These are all comparisons that are weakening our ability to see what we are losing on our front, on our dime and on our watch you know the, our country is changing before our eyes and the majority of people are not doing anything about it that's my sadness in my heart speaking this week yeah because we still have unvaccinated people not allowed to get on a train but they're allowed to get on a streetcar which is a train but not going very far we are still allowed to have people crowding around our, you know, the avocados at the uh, grocery store, but not allowed to be in one of the most highly ventilated uh, uh, modes of transportation, which is a plane. 
you have people who are separated from their families. And, it, and I don't know if Canadians or, you know, if people are actually extending their hearts, putting themselves in the position of the unvaccinated and actually caring that that's still going on. We still have a segregated society right now. I think we got to move from commentary into action. And if anyone is watching this right now and you're moved by the words, contact us. Uh, we're going to be putting together plans regarding media teams and getting an understanding of what that lawful process is, what documentation that we need, and then how to go about going into the court systems. And so I think this week we learned a lot about at least how we feel, how we think, and we're looking to team up. We're looking to connect with other groups and other people. And we have tools and we have our own set of resources and we're willing to share and we're looking for other organizations to share because I think it's, it's a big unit of effort because we the people are sort of the majority by a lot. And we need to learn how to self-organize. We need to learn how to support ourselves outside of that government corporate infrastructure that basically is running things, but they've shown themselves basically to my mind to be criminals. And so to protect ourselves, to create strength, we need to unite. We need to unite through online infotech and that's what's available now. There's all these platforms, but how do you use them and how do you connect and how do you put teams together? And that's what we're working on right now. Yes. It, there is a, there is a, uh, a battlefront um, in every neighborhood in this land. The, that is going on right now everywhere. And, and we can go on and on and on about um, <clears throat> how we feel about it. But in fact, how um, how are we going to show up and how are we going to show up next week? Like, really, as Ralph Nader said, if we dedicate the same amount of time that we would our hobby. Involving ourselves in the actual solution, then this whole world is going to have a chance to be saved. I'm paraphrasing him, of course. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good ending to this week's show. Uh, we've brought a lot to your attention and we're asking you to now to participate. And so you can contact Yogi Shambu or you can co contact Captain Sweet and uh, we'll see about getting people organized onto teams. So great yeah. to see you this week. Thank you very much. Thank you, Yogi Shambu. Do you have anything you want to say to end this? The, the facts are, are going to save us and acting on the facts. Let's look at how you had India <clears throat> you know, say that they want to do their own investigation into the effectiveness of Pfizer's uh, uh, shot um, before they issued an emergency act, uh, which is what Pfizer just tried to do. And Pfizer turned around, tucked their tail between their legs and left. Uh, they they, they uh, refused that. Or um, So <clears throat> if India can do it, we can all do it. And it's with simple facts and showing up. Okay. See you, everyone. Okay. Have a great week. See you next Bye. week. Bye.